And I'll read to you now and bring you a message that I hope encourages you and helps you and benefits you in your celebration of Christmas. I'll read to you John chapter 14, verses 25 through 31. I'll make some comments about the first couple verses, but I'll read the whole passage to you now. These things I have spoken to you while I am still with you, but the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled. Neither let them be afraid. You heard me say to you, I am going away and I will come to you. If you loved me, you would have rejoiced because I am going to the Father, for the Father is greater than I. And now I have told you before it takes place, so that when it does take place, you may believe. I will no longer talk much with you, for the ruler of this world is coming. He has no claim on me, but I do as the Father has commanded me, so that the world may know that I love the Father. Rise, let us go from here. Would you join me in a brief word of prayer? Oh Lord, how we ask your spirit to guide and lead us in all that we think about regarding this passage. Would you help us to see that help is here in the person of Jesus Christ? Show us that, that our joy may be complete in celebrating Christmas, we ask in Christ's name. Amen. Well, I don't know how many do-it-yourself projects you undertake. I like not only the do-it-yourself projects, but the projects that you begin do-it-yourself, and then they become undo-it-yourself. And to tell you about one of those projects, I had a vehicle some years ago that had the check engine light going off on it. So check engine light, you know, this is serious. And I took it to the auto parts store, and they had the computer thing, and they, they plugged it in, see what the code was that it was throwing, and I Googled the code, and turns out the engine was misfiring. And so I needed to change the spark plugs, and in this particular vehicle, you had the coil uh, on top of the spark plug, so you had to change the coil pack, you had to change spark plugs and the spark plug wires. I was ready to go, I bought all that stuff, and I watched all the YouTubes. It began by popping the hood and taking off the cover, you know, that plastic cover that they have under there so you won't touch anything in the engine. I took that off, no problem. That all went well, but step two didn't go like the videos that I watched. I took off the injector and straight gas poured into the engine. I knew I was in trouble. And so I tried to put it back together the best way I could, see if it started. Nope. Had to call the tow truck and get it fixed for real. Now, I tell you about my mechanical ineptitude. I tell you about my mechanical lack of ability to say that oftentimes we need to ask for help, don't we? Are you one of those types, boy, you're competent, you're ready to go, and you don't like to ask for help? That would be me. I like to try to do things on my own. But I think you can measure wisdom as 
the amount of time it takes you to realize your do-it-yourself project is no longer a do-it-yourself project, that you need help. Sometimes wisdom is measured not in the time and space for you to realize that you need help, but it's your spouse pleading with you to call the professionals, to give it up, and to call for help. Well, we all need help from time to time. And the good news of Christmas, the good news of the Incarnation, is it is a communication to us that help is here. That the help that we need has come in the person of Jesus Christ. All the help we need is God with us. Emmanuel. And that's why we celebrate. And I'll show you in this passage three ways we find help, and we need help, and we find help. And the first one is in verse 25. It's really implied here. Jesus says to his disciples, these things I've spoken to you while I am still with you. And Jesus is, of course, knowing what's going to happen in the future. He knows he's going to the cross. He knows he will be in the tomb, and then he will rise again. So he's telling his disciples ahead of time, that uh, these things, while he is still with them, knowing he is going to make atonement for our sins. You see, the greatest help that Jesus gives us is with our sin problem. Sin breaks us in ways we cannot rectify, we cannot repair, we cannot fix on our own. And so God, being the loving God that he is, sent Christ for us to help us in that way. If anything, Christmas is a communication to us of our own inability to fix our problems, and thus this is why Christ came to repair that which sin has broken. You know, it is not enough to think positive thoughts or to reach out to the universe with good intentions whatever that is, to fix our problems. No, we need a Savior, and Christmas is Christmas because a rescue mission was launched to help us with our sin problem through the Son of God. So help is here. It's one of the reasons why we can have joy at Christmas. Sin is our problem, and Christ has reconciled us to God. Help has come to save us from our sin. Help also comes in the form of a helper. This is in verse 26. Jesus tells his disciples here, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things. Bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. In this crazy world where people believe all manner of wacky things, we need guidance. We need a good teacher. And here we're assured that if we're a believer in Jesus Christ, Jesus has sent the Holy Spirit to us. The Father has sent the Spirit to us that we would be taught, that He will teach us, and He will bring to remembrance all that I have said to you. We need help remembering. We need help remembering what Christ has taught, and that help comes in the Holy Spirit 
bringing to mind all that Jesus taught, not only his disciples, but by extension, we, the disciples, too. I don't know if you remember, remember the old days we had Christian bookstores, and you would walk into the Christian bookstore, and my strategy for shopping at the Christian bookstore, you would walk past all the bestsellers. You would immediately walk past all the bestsellers to the back, because there you would find the books on substantive theology, because they were on clearance, right? You know, Christians need help with solid biblical teaching, being led by the Spirit to believe that which the Bible instructs us in. Christians believe all manner of weird things. We have the health, wealth, gospel. Years ago, we had the prayer of Jabez. Now we struggle with nationalism. Is it going to be country over kingdom? Or will it be kingdom over country? And the Holy Spirit helps us with all of this as we are led and guided, taught by Him. We are not left to our own devices. We have all the teaching necessary for a life of godliness in God's Word as the Spirit reveals it to us. So we have help. We have the Helper. We have help with our sin problem, and finally, we have help in the form of the peace that Jesus leaves us. Jesus gives us peace. This is another reason why we celebrate at Christmas, verse 27, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Jesus can give us this peace because of his reconciling power. to reconcile us to the Father, where there was once animosity between a holy God and sinners like us, now Christ has brought that peace. And if that relationship is at peace, then all is well. All is well. Jesus gives us this peace. And notice here, it's contrasted with the peace of the world. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give to you. Of course, this peace that Jesus gives is not the way the world gives, because the way the world gives, the world only gives in exchange for something else. You have to buy it. But here Jesus gives this peace freely. And so we celebrate that peace at Christmas. We celebrate the peace that Jesus gives. And then again, the peace is contrasted with the peace of the world because the peace that Jesus gives is forever. It's for now and into eternity, this peace that Jesus gives. Now, at the end of verse 27, Jesus commands his disciples, he says, let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. And the only reason he can command them is because he, through his power, has given to us the power that our hearts wouldn't be troubled, that we wouldn't be afraid, because we have this peace. We have this peace. Even next year in an election year, 
Do we have that peace? Can we let our hearts not be troubled? Yes. See, I'm getting us ready, already for next year. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. Why? We have this wonderful peace that God has given to us through Christ, even in tumultuous and chaotic times, wars and rumors of wars like the times we are living in, Christ gives us his peace. All the help then. I hope I've shown you this. All the help that you and I need. Help with our sin. Help in guidance and teaching. Help with the peace that we need in tumultuous, chaotic, chaotic times, all of it given to us by our Savior, and it's why we celebrate with joy at Christmas. Help is here. Christ has been born in Bethlehem. Let's pray together. God, how we thank you that indeed you have given us peace. And we pray that this peace would be something that carries us in our celebration of Christmas tomorrow, but then from there continues to bless us all through next year. We thank you for the help of the Spirit, the help that we have in the guidance and teaching of Scripture, and we thank you that you have indeed provided the help and done the thing we never could, which is to reconcile us to a holy God. And so we pray, may our celebration of Christmas and the Incarnation be full of awe, wonder, and joy, we ask in Christ's name. Amen.